This is Henry Kennedy. I'm the executive director of Kiev Wabas Education. You're listening to the Quest Podcast, stories from Dermascotta Lake. Kiev Wabas has been here for about 100 years, so we headed out to talk with some of our alumni to hear some of their stories and share them with you. I am sitting here today uh, with a, a fellow that I've known uh, most of my life, not particularly well, but, um, but I will let him introduce himself and let him tell us who he is. I'm Stan Waltz, a lifelong resident of Nobleboro, and I'm here today to tell you about some stories about Dick and Nancy <laughs> from uh, actually the early 60s when I started here in 1964. The first time I mowed was Labor Day weekend when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And I turned 11 that weekend. So you were 10 years old and you used to mow lawns for my mom and dad. Correct. And your grandmother. And my grandmother. <laughs> wow. So 1964, what a different place this was back then. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, what did you call my mom and dad? Your father had me call him Dick. Yep. And your mother, Nancy, mm-hmm. when I was first here, it was always Mrs. Kennedy, but she didn't like that because... Her mother-in-law was up next door, and she was Mrs. Kennedy. So, yeah, it was Nancy because uh, Nanny was just knee-high, actually, really, running around. Yeah, she was just four, and I was six back in those days. So we've known each other a long time, but again, not that terribly well. So, and recently, we've uh, gotten to know each other again a little bit because you're the code enforcement officer here. Yes. And how long have you been the code enforcement officer? Uh, This year... Come May, will be starting 16 years. 16 years. Wow. Doesn't seem possible. No. And there's been a lot of changes at Kiev and yeah. Wavis. So a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah. From just the old cabins with the see-through walls. Yeah. <laughs> where they were live-edge boards mm-hmm. until the edges fell off. Mm-hmm. And the mosquitoes came in regularly. And the mosquitoes came in. And all the thing you could smell up there on top of the hill was B12. <laughs> that, that stick. Oh, yeah. It was like wax with a... Smelly stuff in it. Yeah, to, to keep the mosquitoes away. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work very well, if I remember no. right. <laughs> <laughs> so your father came to see me because my brother and I were down to Palmer's store. Mm-hmm. And he saw us. And, of course, my mother grew up here on West Neck, just down the road. And they knew each other. And he says, uh, who are you? So I told him. Or we told him. So a couple of days later, he shows up to the house and said, well... One of your sons, you know, the oldest, would he like to come and mow lawns and do some yard work at, up to Kiev and around the house? So my mother asked me, and I was like, yeah, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, my mother would bring me up in the morning, and your mother or most of the time would bring me back. Uh, once in a while, your father would. And that worked out well. So I wasn't here every day, but I was here quite a bit because mm-hmm. you had the ball field and the rifle range and the uh, up around the, there wasn't too much grass on top of the hill, but whatever there was, that probably got cut once every two or three weeks. Right. But the house here and your grandmother's place really spent a lot of time. Yeah, I remember doing that myself when I was probably ten or eleven, starting about then. Yes. You know, there's a lot of a lot of grass around here. And then as I got older, if uh, if I ran out of time mowing or clipping, I was either pulling weeds in a flower garden or. On this side of the house, it used to be all bushes. And he says, well, I've got to hit some bush cutters here. Won't you go over and clear what you can over there? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't very old, but I'd put the clippers between my knees and push them together and cut the bigger ones and 
go around in a circle until they fell down. <laughs> the first, well, the first thing is, oh, I didn't know you was cutting trees. I thought you was cutting bushes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought you wanted everything cut. So that was kind of cool. I remember a story um, you told me about uh, you were up at my grandmother's house doing some garden weeding. <laughs> Can you tell me that story? Oh, sure. I, you know, my grandma, I, I was only nine years old when my grandmother died. And uh, so I, I, but I have great memories of her and I, uh, I, I'd love to have you bring her back to life a little bit. Sure. Your grandmother was a, was a great person. She, they sent me up there and so I knocked on the door and it's just what I remember. And she came to the door and says, well, I'm up here to pull weeds in your flower garden. Oh, that'd be great. So I was on the backside of the house, which is, I call the backside, which is towards the lake, towards the road. And there wasn't too much back in there. It's mostly lilies and big lilac trees. Mm -hmm. So that took a little while. So another day I was up, when I went up there, I was out front, which is where the driveway and the garage up that side of the house. And your grandmother come out with a little lawn chair and she was sitting in it and she always had like an umbrella over us to keep the sun off. Mm -hmm. And she's reading the book, and I wasn't paying too much attention. I was pulling what I thought was weeds, and she goes, Stanley, that wasn't a weed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, well yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know the difference. So no, Of course not. I got an education on flowers. Uh, <laughs> so then she wanted to have lunch, and it's the first time that I ever remember having an English muffin pizza. And she did them in a toast oven. <laughs> and I thought that was a cat's meow. It was, That's it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I also remember you telling me a story about some uh, some of my mom's cooking from time to time. They always gave me lunch here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was part of the deal or what. It's but, part of the deal. It always uh, has been and always will be. So she asked me if I wanted a hot dog. So I said, sure. And I'd never had a, that, that I recall, a hot dog split down the middle and fried, and two of them on a on a breaded sandwich, <laughs> and I loved them. And she was always laughing, your mother, and she still does. She uh, still does. That's right. And I'll go back to your grandmother for one minute. Sure. So when I was older, your father had bought a boat, and it was down Muscungus Bay. And once in a while, he'd take me, uh, but your grandmother had a Corvair convertible, and Dick loved the car, and it had a Porsche motor in it, even though it was a uh, Corvair. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that thing go? So <laughs> we went down scraping paint, and it was really hot. And uh, I don't think I was getting much paint scrape because it was on the boat pretty hard. So finally Dick says, are you tired? And it's like, well, he said, it's pretty warm, isn't it? He said, yes. So we took a ride down the point from there, and... Uh, he put the car through his paces, we'll say. <laughs> uh, had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. He'd take me home once in a while, but not too often. But he really liked to jump in the car here and take it when he could because she wouldn't let him have it all the time. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to it. But Yeah, I remember uh, riding in that car as a kid. And uh, there was one time um, we were here for winter. I think it was here for Christmas. And uh, it was this bad snowstorm. So we were at the bottom of the hill by the mills at the, at the, uh, at the bottom of the lake. And there's a steep hill there, and there was two, there was a couple that lived in there, and each one of them weighed about 300 pounds. And and the Corvair was a rear-wheel drive car, and I it was just me and my grandma in the car. I was I think I was three, 
And so she couldn't get up the hill because it was so snowy and icy and she knocked on the door and said, I'm, I'm really sorry to bother you, but would you mind sitting in the back seat? We need a little extra weight in the car so I can get my grandson home. And they were happy <laughs> to do it and up we went. And, and uh, so it worked out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All the time I've known your parents, I've only ever seen your father get upset once. Mm-hmm. And that was with me after a weekend and I, I don't remember, but it's either 4th of July or Labor Day weekend. And they had lobsters. And they also had dogs. Well, somewhere on the weekend, your, your parents had taken off right after that for a day or two. And the dogs got in the lobster shells and scattered them all over the lawn. Mm. Well, I got here and it was hot. And they had a lot of smell. So instead of me picking them up, I mowed them when I mowed the lawn. <laughs> so there was as much orange as there was green <laughs> when your father drove in because the smell was still there. Yeah. He just, what are you doing? You know better than that. <laughs> he was pretty loud. <laughs> Off he went. So I'm like, uh, you know, so he told me to get a rake and start raking. Oh. About not even five minutes later, he was out there with a couple of bushel baskets and a rake and apologizing and say, well, you know, we should have taken care of the shells. And, but that was the only time I ever see him lose his cool. And it was my fault, you know, because uh, yeah. I should have picked him up. But, you know, I was just That's how a we kid, learn. Yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly, exactly right. So, uh, that's, that's another great story. Can you think of uh, other stories? I remember there was a time when you told me you were mowing some of the lawns down by the cottages and it was a hot day. <laughs> you Yes. So uh, I don't know. What year? I think I worked here. Well, I can tell you when I worked here. Up until 69, I might have done a little bit now. I, I would say that for five years until I was about 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we was we was at what you call Uncle Don's cottage. And I guess we'd come back here, or I'd come back here and met him. And they all had towels and stuff, and he was going swimming. And he says, oh, do you want to go swimming before you go home? And uh said, sure. Well, back in the day, that's pretty much how we did it around here. Well, you know, overall, the boys camp back then, and it always changed a little bit the uh, the site of what you guys do as far as educational and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what I remember is the boys, when they came where the old post office was, these huge trunks would come in, or Rennie's back then, mm-hmm. at a delivery service. Hmm. And they had trucks. It was called REA Express for Rennie's. And it was... Uh, looked like an upstruck today and they would come in there by freight and they would bring them up here and then the boys would show up some of them in cars you know with out-of-state plates which my eyes would open up see them from delaware or whatever mm-hmm. or uh they'd be flown into portland or come by bus and your mother or somebody would pick them up and bring them up so that's if, my first remembrance of them and then i'd go up and eat with them up to the where they had lunch up there and there was a kid he couldn't have been 10 or 11 years old, and he's got this big 35-millimeter camera. Hmm. And he was telling me about how he used to roll his own film. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, it's 36, because i never even seen a 35-millimeter camera. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take the film out, and he did it, he says, in the dark, if he rolled it tighter, he could get one or two more pitches on a roll. Hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, how do you know all this? But because uh, they... <laughs> more affluent than uh, what we are around here. And it was just amazing to me that some of them, 
you know, went from like a, a private school mm-hmm. and then came right here. And, and that kind of blew my mind at first. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say that's a pretty good learning experience for the boys that were here because they've all gone off very professional people and stuff now. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in Nobleboro and uh, you went to Lincoln Academy, I assume. Yes, and, uh, certainly. Did you guys um, have, uh, so what, what did you, you think of this place when you were growing up and, and what do people think of it of it now? Well, back then and up until, you know, probably the 80s, mm-hmm. I always thought it was for, for the more affluent people mm-hmm. because I had no idea, you know, how much they charged or whatever. Uh, but when you started talking to all my fathers in business, you know, da, da, da. But no, I think uh, taking them off, and I never had the opportunity to go like down the Allagash mm-hmm. when I was younger, uh, or hiking on Qatar, or wherever, whatever they did. And uh, but now it's, uh, I think the focus has changed a little. Mm-hmm. To the uh, you've put in a learning center mm-hmm. and all new cabins, or mostly all new cabins. I don't know any of the old ones that are left. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really it's a Feather in Noblebro's hat, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. I've been a selectman, and we're more than happy that you're here. Yeah, I can say that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, we started this leadership school. It used to be called the Leadership Decisions Institute back in uh, a long time ago, and my dad did. And uh, so now it is. It, it is a great feeling to to know that so many kids from Maine, eight thousand kids from Maine, yeah. get to come here now. Not not in the summertime so much. We do have maybe right. 80 kids from Maine that come in the summer, uh, but the whole rest of the year is all these middle school kids, including all the local kids. And all three of mine came here. Oh, is that right? What are, you, what are your kids' names? Oh, Tyler, Travis, and Caitlin. Okay. Well, do you have any more stories at all that you can think of or whatever it was that you were thinking of earlier? Oh, I got a couple. Yeah, sure. So your father had the biggest push while self-propelled Tyro Toro lawnmower that they made at the time. Jimmy Phillips was probably the Jimmy guy who sold it to him. Yep. And it had a five-horse motor, and the gas tank was metal, and it hang off the handlebars. Huh. And it would hold over a gallon, so you could mow quite a long time with it most of the day. And that thing was so rugged, because back then this was all gravel roads. Huh. And I used to get on it out here and ride the push mower up the road to your grandmother's. <laughs> Uh, so we, it wouldn't start one day and it was out here in the old garage, which is across the road now. Mm -hmm. And so they had to call Jimmy Phillips and he came up and, and he takes a hammer and he tunks on the side of it. And I said, he said that, well, and it started right up. He said, oh, the float's stuck. So if it doesn't start again, just hit the side of it. Don't hit it too hard. And he says, and try it. And if it doesn't start, call me up. So I was probably 12 at the time. I wasn't very old. So I come out here in the morning and when you, my mother dropped me off and I never came in the house first. I usually just filled up the gas tank and checked the oil. I did that every time. And, uh, and it didn't start. So I, I had a hammer and I'm beating on it and your father walks in. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was beating on a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, I had to do some stammering to tell him, no, 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 no. That's what Jimmy told me to do to it. <laughs> and... Uh, Luckily, it pulled. It started a first pull after that. <laughs> he says, "I think we'll get it fixed." So <laughs> he took it down on the weekend, I guess, and 
had him redo the tabrator so that it, yeah. he didn't see me hit it with a hammer. <laughs> I just noticed in today's paper that uh, Jimmy Phillips passed away on New yeah, Year's Day. Yeah, really nice guy. Uh, what other stories m- might you have, Stan? I think it was a boxer that you guys used to have years ago. Yeah, it was a, a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Ah, that yes, it was. And it was my grandmother. My grandmother had one, and we had one. So back when your mother was a lot younger, and me too, she used to lay out here in the sun on the end of the thing, you know, uh, on a nice day. So she's on a blanket, and the dog's next to her. So <laughs> I walk by, and by mistake, kicked the dog's tail, which is out on the ground. And that dog jumped up and just, he didn't latch me. But boy, he was just a growling and fierce because he was asleep and it woke him up. Yeah. And, and I thought I was going to, I thought he was going to attack me. Yeah. And your mother, she just come right off the, about two feet off that blanket because she never heard the dog go like that before. <laughs> uh, but I'll never forget that was, she's like, what did you do? You know, and it's like, well, nothing. Well, you never done that. And I said, well, you know, I, I might have kicked his tail, but, you know, on the way by, but it wasn't. It wasn't know, intentional. I didn't kick the dog. That's for sure not to get that out of him. No. But he was asleep in it, you know. Yeah. Was, yeah, those uh, those dogs are bred to hunt lions in Africa, apparently. It uh, was not a great dog for a family <laughs> dog, I, I might add. Yambi was its name. I believe that neither Yambi nor Vicky, my grandmother's dog, lasted very long with us, but I could be wrong. Um, and uh, do you have any anything else? Any other stories? Not that I want to say on tape, but I'll tell you one after that. <laughs> About your father. Okay. But I just wanted to thank you for coming by and for uh, taking such a keen interest in everything that happens here. It's uh, you know been uh, you've been part of our family's lives, like you said, for fifty years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, there's a lot of change, and it's all good change. Yeah. Uh, you guys, Kiev property is huge on the lake, mm-hmm. and of course now you've got Wavas, mm-hmm. so you really not only protected the lake, but you're doing a lot for adolescents growing into people. Yeah, you know, adults. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to turn this off so you can okay. tell me the stories that you don't want the rest of the world to know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you next time.